A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. All right, uh, good to be back here on a Monday morning. Looking forward to a, another game. Um, you know, uh, Saturday's uh, result was not uh, what we were looking for. Um, I think to some degree our performance wasn't what we were looking for, you know, particularly against a good team. Uh, you know, I, I my, my comments after the game today would be pretty consistent. You know, they did things to control the – the flow of the game in that first half, uh, first quarter and a half in particular, that made the second half a little bit harder on us. Uh, you know, we go three and out, three three consecutive drives. They extended um, a couple drives in that sequence, um, just piled up those plays. And, you know, offensively, we got on track in the second half. Um, we did get one stop defensively, but ultimately I think our defense was, was worn down in part because of how that first half played out. Uh, they end up with 73 plays. We end up with 47, 20 of which were two minute drills. Um, you know, so there's not a lot of our normal, I guess, quote unquote offense that we ran within the, the course of that game. Um, our guys played really hard. You know, I think that's something we can count on. Um, made some plays, but we made some mistakes, some mistakes that they, they magnified and like any game, uh, you know, it doesn't come down to, one play, uh, last play, anything like that. There was plays all over that game uh, that, you know, if we make them, um, you know, we we stop them, we get them off, off the field on defense. We make a maybe a particular play on offense. Um, you know, the, the game doesn't come down to that last kick, tying it to go into overtime, but uh, that obviously happened. And, you know, I, I know we're in the midst of evaluating um, – the place kicking piece, uh, you know, I think that's uh, remains to be seen that, uh, you know, how it's going to play out come Saturday. But I will say that it's something that, uh, you know, we got we to take a strong look at uh, Casey Cosman this week um, as a place kicker. And, you know, ultimately, as we move uh, move into this next game, be ready to go <laughs> offense, defense and special teams. Uh, you know, in an NAU, Northern Arizona, uh, you know, they're a, they've been a team that have, have come up with three victories this year, all against ranked teams, um, these ranked teams when they played them, you know, defeating uh, Montana, defeating Weber, and last weekend beating UC Davis. So very, uh, very capable, dangerous team. Um, you know, and I think we saw firsthand how uh, capable and dangerous they could be last year when we went down to NAU, and ultimately we squeaked, squeaked a win out. They, uh, you know, they – they have a lot of, uh, I think, talented players on both sides of the football. Um, I know offensively they continue to try to find themselves as they've moved through the quarterbacks. They've played kind of three quarterbacks um, as it stands right now, and it made the switch at halftime uh, to Flores this past weekend. And, you know, uh, the last two guys, DeMonte and Flores, are quite a bit different. Um, I think you can look at the stat sheet and, and see that, but they rolled with Flores and he did a good job, real good job in that second half making plays for them. In defensively, uh, they they line up all kinds of different ways. Um, you know, they'll they'll bring pressure. They'll 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 rush three. They'll have success with both. They'll they'll cover um, with eight in the back end. They'll play man to man. They'll be really aggressive all at the same time. So very multiple uh, in their defense and and you know provides challenges because they're certainly not going to be lined up the same way from 
one play to the next. Um, but you know, all that being said, this this week needs to be about us, um, our ability to to take on a new opponent, and just live in this this world right now of of not wondering about what last week's loss did to us in the grand scheme of things. Um, just uh, bouncing back from it and finding a way to uh, get a victory against NAU and um, going on from there. And I, I think our guys, uh, you know, uh, came in this morning and, and watched the film and <clears throat> uh, took that message to heart and went to work on Northern Arizona. So with that, I'll open up the questions. The uh, first few drives, uh, I guess the first two, uh, both started with passes. I know the, the second one was a drop from Taco there, but um, what was kind of, I guess, the, the thinking behind uh, starting with passes on, on those two drives? Well, they're both RPOs. Um, Taco, or, uh, Tyler, or Tommy throws the first one away. It's a pull that he probably should just hand it off. Um, and the second one, we, you know, ideally we make that play and we, you know, make the guy um, uh, that's out there uh, miss. And whether that's a four or five yard gain, it's, you know, the RPO game those type of throws need to be an extension of your run game. Um, and obviously neither of those provided that we were in second and 10 in both those sequences and, you know, um, couldn't get ourselves moving forward. Um, really those first three drives at all. And it seemed like they were able to bottle up the, the run game a decent amount when you were running on those first few. Was that kind of as simple as that, that they just played well, or did you guys miss, you know, some, some things that I think we missed a couple of things on those first three drives, you know, uh, I mean, they just become magnified. You know, we run on third and 10, that first drive, I think probably should pop for, for 15, 20 and it did, we get eight. Um, you know, I think they made a good play. Um, maybe our third drive, I think we handed it off again. I know Sean ran, um, in that sequence as well. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there's credit to the alignment. Obviously, if 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 we're pulling balls that should be given, uh, there's there's challenges there on our end um, at the quarterback position, and you know, some of that credit does go to the defense and their alignment. Um, but you know, typically a, a run game, it takes takes some time to 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 grow upon uh, any one of these opponents. You know, and and ideally, you're getting three and four that that at some point becomes six, seven, eight, and then you maybe pop one. And that that process just took way too too long in that game. And then on the last drive, was there thoughts of, of running it at all during that or was it kind of just like we're gonna we're gonna pass no it? I, I we get to we get the first and ten at the the ninth eighteen nineteen. Um you know the call was a uh, run or a pass and the way they lined up um we went after Cleveland on the on the goal ball and we didn't get it. Um you know, on the flip side, the next play, they rush four and we get, we get sacked. So, yeah, I think there was definitely thinking, I mean, you have, you're at the 19, you have three timeouts, regardless of how much time is on the clock, you got all day basically. And unfortunately that didn't work out for us. Um, I think you mentioned after the game that your defense just kind of got worn, worn down a little bit in the pen possession. Did, did that kind of show up in the film or I guess any other thing? Absolutely. Yes. You're, you know, you're on, and in time of possession, sometimes is very skewed. Um, so I look at just pure number of plays, the play discrepancy, and, and you know the length of some of those drives that wears on you. And you know uh, we're not playing um, tons of guys. We played two linebackers primarily through that game. I know Eli Abe came and played a few games, a few plays. We played our four starters in the D line, pretty, pretty heavy. Um, as far as the reps go, it wasn't that they played every play, but they played, uh, for the most part, all those plays. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot different when you get in the fourth quarter and, and now you've, you're playing into your 60th play as opposed to in a lot of our games, you're playing into your 40th play. 
Um, so, you know, and that's, that's just the nature of the beast. And I don't think that's um, anything to do with our off season conditioning. I mean, we were able to hang in there because of our off season conditioning, but you know, that, that wore us down and that's credit to credit to them staying on the field. And, and certainly, you know, we, we really like to play off, uh, play complimentary football here. And we did not do that whatsoever for the first quarter and a half uh, period. And, you know, um, you sit and you're watching the game unfold as a coach and you're hoping, okay, this, this hopefully doesn't come up and bite us. And then we scored pretty quickly on offense in the second half. And that's, you'll, you'll, you'll take that. Um, but, but ultimately I think, uh, yeah, it did hurt us in the fourth quarter. Um, team like NAU, their record could be kind of a little misleading. You know, they have the wins you mentioned, but also that Sac State game went down to the wire. Yep. I guess how do you kind of approach a team that's three and five, but has shown they can hang with the ranking? Well, I think the first thing to do is that guys remember that game last year. I think that's that's as simple as it comes. I mean, it was about the same point in time of the season. Um, in fact, it was. It was our ninth game last year. So I, we got to expect their best and in, in understand that their best is, is good enough to beat anybody in this league. Um, you know, why they've lost five games. And you look at that a little bit, too. But you look at, OK, how did they how they win three games? How did they take uh, Sac State down to the wire? what are the things they've done in those games to make it really hard on their, on their opponents and, and present that to the guys and, and go from there. I, I think, uh, you know, they're a shoot. They're a more than capable team that has as our full attention in large part because of that game last year. Old works golf course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana. And that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the treasure state. The 18 hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the big sky state. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time. And one of the world's leading course designs, Jack Nicholas has designed over three 310 courses, including this gym located in Anaconda, Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close, the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course a gem of the Treasure State located in Anaconda, Montana. Um, and you mentioned that you used a couple different quarterbacks this year. I guess how has their offense differed maybe from what they used at day last year? Well, uh, he was pretty pretty unique. I, I think at the tail end of the year, I would have said he was playing quarterback as well as anybody in our conference. Um, and, you know, his ability to get the ball out quick, accurately. I mean, he threw for over 400 yards against us that, that day, and it was it was awfully impressive. Um, and then athletic enough to make make plays as well. You know, they're they're mixing and matching. And really, through the conference season, DeMonte had been their guy, and then they, they make that switch to uh, Flores at halftime um, this past week. And, you know, Flores have been playing situationally. Um, so I would say quite a bit different. They have the same – a couple guys I know that, that really killed us that night to throw the ball to. Uh, so I think they're more than capable of, of, of doing some of the things, but they are blending in, you know, more the run game. Um, and then with Flores, certainly more the quarterback run game than they would have uh, last year. And then you mentioned just kind of how they line up a little bit on defense. Is there any, any players that have kind of, I guess, stood out in the film looking at them this year? Or? Well, I, I, you know, 36, is it like, 
they don't have a pronunciation guide on their deal. Uh, Quinte, I don't Quinte. know. Go with the pronunciation guide right there. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's pretty unique. I, I think eight sacks um, and, you know, very active. They got some big guys up front. I know McLaughlin's a guy as a young player at, at one of the safety spots that's really flashed, uh, leads them with tackles and interceptions. Um but yeah, you just, they look impressive. I, I think that's, and I felt that way last year. And so it's, it, there's some turnover, but, um, uh, you know, a couple of the guys that are the same and, you know, uh, like I said, they don't line up the same way from one play to the next. And, you know, sometimes that's just the way teams play it. Some teams line up a certain way, almost every single play. And, and there's, there's, there's advantages, I suppose, both ways on both sides to that, but they make, they make it complicated and they make your preparation um, a little bit more difficult for sure. Can you talk about what Drew's playing through, you know, that glove on his hand and still being so productive with something like that, um, that he's dealing with? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, it's been, I've never seen anything like it, you know, so he's, he's been playing through, you know, just having um, basically his wrist protected essentially uh, wrist and hand, I guess I would say. And then in the midst of it, he's, he's had issues with, um, with a thumb and now a couple of fingers. And then that's, that's, that's been what's happened the last two weeks where, you know, it's, it has taken off, taken him off the field for a, a portion of the game, but, you know, I appreciate in, in both of these last two weeks, his ability to um, deal with it and, and then come back out and continue to, to play at a high level. Um, I, I thought it was really encouraging and like Stillwell, you know, continues to get, um, uh, more and more play and and you know I think he's continued to you know uh, make more plays and, and be more comfortable at the same time but no certainly uh, appreciate you know Drew's toughness and, and willingness to go out there and do the things necessary to to really play that uh, that free safety position the way we need it to be played. Coach I just want to go back to the, the final drive real quick um, it seemed like the offensive line really started to dominate in the second half especially in the fourth quarter opening up those holes so once you got down there on the 30-yard line was there ever a thought to maybe with all three timeouts try to run the ball, or was it just strictly passing? Yeah, Victor asked that already. I know, um, and that's okay. Uh, yes, out, you know, yes. The first, the first and ten call was a um, a run pass type of call, and you know their look presented a one on one that we 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 went through to um, Cleveland on that play, and we we didn't uh, we didn't complete it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's easy to go back and say, boy, we should have then on second and 10 run the ball. Uh, we didn't, we got sacked on second and 10 and then, then you're creating a situation where you have to throw the ball on third down. Um, so yes, I, I, I know there was a thought on first down. There was a call that was, uh, you know, uh, could have gone either way and it went to the pass. We didn't make the play and, um, you can't go back and change what we called. I, I think for, for future, I, you know, would we treat that a little bit differently? I, I suppose we could, and, um, and we might. Um, on that drive, I mean, it seemed like that was maybe Tommy's best passing drive, especially given the context. Is that one up there as far as you can think of as one of his best uh, throwing drives? Yeah, I think he's, you know, I think he's performed pretty well in those, those two minutes. He's had a few of them now this season. Um, you know, and I think, I think he knew the way, they were lining up and then in tune what they were, what they were in turn, what they were giving us, uh, meaning those outside throws to, to Cleveland and um, Ty. And then I know he hit uh, Trayton um, in the middle and Trayton made a really good catch on another one to the, the edge. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think in a two minute, uh, especially when, you know, 
there's a certain part of the field that they're going to give you some things, uh, you know, and I thought we, we took those things within that sequence. And then when they, they dialed it up in that part of the field, where you usually dialed up, that's when we, we didn't get it done. Um, so yes, good to a certain point, but ultimately, you know, that's one of those, those drives that, uh, when you don't, when you don't finish it off, it's, it's kind of off and off. Um, any updates on the injury front? Yeah, Derek is out for uh, an extended period of time. I, I know uh, this time last year, last week, we were hopeful that the, it would be maybe more short term, but I think an extended period of time, meaning uh, certainly through the regular season right now, is, is where that one's at. Um, I, you know, Lane came back and played uh, a player too. I, I think that was, he's working back into it. Um, Elijah's in, at least another week out at the at the running back position, but getting closer. Um, I think defensively, you know, I think Danny's Danny's on track, you know, to be out for a few weeks, but to be back, um, hopefully, you know, at the end of the regular season here. Um, I know I put Lavelle as the two in part because we've been we've been in a day to day mode with Lavelle. I, I think. You know, last week Lavelle practices Wednesday and Thursday, but if you think back to Wednesday and Thursday, those weren't exactly full speed practices here. So he looks good out in a situation where we're not really opening up. He gets to game game time, and um, it just didn't didn't go for him. So you know, and that's another one. I I, I think Miles Jackson from from first game to second game, I think there was a marked uh, improvement in his game too. So. You know, let's just let's just put Miles there and anticipate that he'll start if we get we get Lavelle back. Um, you know, I suppose that'll be a bonus. So I uh, imagine I covered everybody, but I might have missed one. Have you addressed uh, Garrigan and, and Anaya? Have they, have they been hurt too, or is that just yeah, Garrigan? I, I I thought we did last week, but Garrigan's hopefully um, a week or two more down the road. Uh, like I end up talking to a bunch of different groups. So I don't remember who I address it with, but yeah, he, uh, he landed on his shoulder pretty hard against uh, Cal Poly. And then um, yeah, Christian's out for a little bit longer. Um, Christian had a, a an injury that occurred during practice uh, the week prior and uh, you know, hadn't been playing a lot, I guess anyway. So there was no depth chart change, but yes, he's, he's out for a little while. still. So I, I would say probably through the regular season. There's a lot of things that make Montana great. From the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Was that was that a kid that went down briefly? Yeah, he was he cramped up. Oh, um, was out, I think, three plays. That's when Eli Avi came in and played for those three. But with uh, with Brendan, I mean, was he struggled obviously Weaver and and Sexton a little bit? Is that just because he had other good games or good practice? He's shown that he, that he kind of kept that that job, or in case he just didn't beat him out. I guess is there. Well, I think. Uh, I think you look at that that position, okay. Um, Brendan clearly won the job on fall camp uh, and he had had some early success, um, had the struggles he had at Weber, roll with them, was able to, to stack up a couple decent games um, after that. And, you know, I, I thought he bounced back within that Sac State game, at least how he hit the extra points. So you stay with them again, practicing very well, kicking the ball, practice very well. 
and um you know it didn't uh it didn't add up on on saturday when he's given those opportunities and you know we really got to separate the the three positions that brendan is currently has currently played for us he is he's been a uh, extreme uh success on the kickoff side i mean uh, he has negated the kickoff game um by and large all season uh and and, and then punting wise um he made a big difference the other day you know and, and our net punt continues to crawl up um, our net punt was 48 yards uh, on saturday so brennan the, the kick the kickoff specialist and the punter has played really well uh now on the, on the, the place kicking side it hasn't hasn't been that um and, and i don't sit here and want to think that one thing has anything to do with the other doing too much, any of that stuff, but it just, you know, when given those opportunities, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't added up. So we've, we, we had stuck with them, um, you know, and I think, like I said, on Saturday, it's something that we got to take a really hard look at this week. Um, and if that's going with, with Casey come Saturday, that's the decision we'll make. And, um, you know, Brendan will continue to do a great job, you know, and the other two, uh, really important areas of, of our special team. So I, I have appreciated his, his mindset through it, um, you know, and, and not having one failure lead to the other, you know, any one of those other jobs, um, it hasn't leaked into that, I guess, but um, ultimately we have to get the field goal situation uh, straightened out. And I kind of spoke to it too, or Tommy did too, but 49, 43, you know, and, and having a chance to, to score in both of those situations, the touchdown, I'm sure that probably plays a, a factor right and as far as like putting him in that situation maybe he would, would have liked to avoid that obviously well i think i i know before the half you take what you can get but we dropped a touchdown two plays before that um and then at the end of the end of the game we you know we are down to the 18 or the 19 and then we we take a sack and we make it more complicated i, I mean so that's why i say it's not it's easy to look and say hey we make those two quick kicks we win the game i think that's what that's what uh um that's how a lot of people look at it, that simplistically. And it doesn't, that's not the way football works. Um, we don't make the one before the half. So we don't have those points. So we're not dealing with those points as the game goes along. We, we take two leads in the second half. We can't hold those leads. Um, we drive down, you know, and get, get ourselves in the red zone. Uh, we're aiming to get a touchdown there. Okay. We don't get a touchdown. We need the field goal to tie it up. We don't get it. And then it, you know, that's the result. So, um, you know, there's, I'm not excusing, um, missing those kicks by any means, but I'm also not placing the blame on, on Brendan Hall for us not winning that game. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Right down the road. Pump it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Just one for me. Um, I guess no one at this point in the season, I guess, what have you, what have you thought of his play? And just, like, yeah, just like it. Yeah, I think he's played really well. Uh, you know, I, I think coming off, uh, you know, an ACL that occurred, um, mid-November last year has surgery beginning in December you know I, I've been really pleased with with not only how he's played but how he's led how he's continued to um, improve as far as even his movement relative to you know coming off that knee injury and you know um, he's the strongest strong leader we have we have on this team um, obviously elected a captain 
and he's uh you know he's playing his best football right now and that's what you want you want we don't have a big senior group but you want that group to have their best season um you know when it is their final one and I think he's a great example of that and you know we'll definitely need him down the stretch I know him and McCade uh, were Ironman the other day and, and we need to get back to where we we can roll a third guy in there but uh you know until we get Danny back we might not have that so we'll really need those guys to shine in these next few weeks Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Yeah, hey, Coach. Um, a couple follow-ups for you. You mentioned Snell being out. That's such a unique – well, not unique, but it's such a, a difficult position to play. So, I mean, I know Ryan Lonergan's done well filling in there, but, I mean, what is the learning curve like, especially when it is such a productive player like Snell? Well, you know, I think I, I think you could see this past week, and, and a lot of our offense wasn't able to develop, but we're probably just not going to ask a guy like Ryan to do all the things we would ask Derek to do. I think that's where you start. Um, Derek is uh, uniquely talented and, and he's, uh, he's got, you know, the, the number of reps playing that position that, uh, and the wide variety of things that that position can be asked to do that, uh, you know, we we're not taking for granted, just throwing a guy in there is going to be able to do it. So I think you find a few things that, uh, we can rep, you know, through the course of these weeks. And then ideally, you know, Ryan's Ryan feels really good about those things going into the game. Um, but it does, uh, you know, it takes some things away from us for sure because of how skilled and talented that Derek is. And just going through the schedule across the league, I mean, it's going to be a wild November. So, I mean, how do you hope your team sort of embraces the the upcoming challenges these next three weeks? Well, uh, we can't worry about anything else going on. But understand that there's a lot that will go on. I think that's, you know, because one game, that, that, that loss at Idaho does not – uh, and anything that we want to accomplish. It doesn't uh, take us out of the running for anything. Um, but it, it really also just has to put the focus on us and us taking care of, you know, the week in front of us and, and not worrying about what happens in, in any other cities across our conference uh, on Saturday. Worry about our game, um, that result, and then see how that unfolds the next week. And then what does that mean for the – for next week, uh, we got to be just about that game. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to, to play out. Um, you know, whether whether you're in the driver's seat or not, and at, at the end of October, um, doesn't crown anybody a champion. It, it doesn't. You know, it's where you are. You know, that that middle week or whatever it is, right before Thanksgiving in uh, November is what what counts. And 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 for us to get to where we want to get to, we certainly can't look ahead. We got to. We got to look at Northern Arizona and, and know that they're the one in front of us right now. Sort of unique in, in the fact that you guys haven't really had to, you know, quote unquote, bounce back from a loss within the scope of a big sky season the last couple of years. It's either been earlier or late. So, I mean, what's that dynamic like? Well, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been that way, right? We we lost our last one uh, the first year and we didn't lose one last year. I I don't think it's it's much different than losing a game early. I, I suppose um, 
especially if you can just look at what's ahead of us this next week. You know, you start thinking about too many things beyond that. That's when you you're in real trouble, whether it's early season, mid season, late season, whatever. You know, um, if you can if you can look just at that next opponent and really, hey, what what do we need to do to play better? Is it uh, you know, were there were some things through the course of the week that we could improve upon? Um, was there some things within our preparation or planning, whatever, that we can improve upon so we can go out and play better than we played? We can coach better than we coached uh, on Saturday. I think that's what you need to be focused on, regardless if you're coming off a win or a loss. Uh, but I do think we have a hungry, um, dialed-in team, I, I guess. And, and you know, if, if we'd have looked at that game, Coulter, and we said, boy, we didn't play very hard. We didn't show up in that regard. Then I'd be really worried. Um, we played hard. We went after it. We, I mean, it was tooth and nail to the bitter end. And, you know, uh, we got a team that will fight. And I, you know, I trust they'll fight back uh, the way we need them to this week. Uh, talking about NAU, um, they do such a good job with their receivers in like a lot of different ways, stretching the field, but also sort of horizontally as well. What sort of challenge is that, especially open field tackling one-on-one? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 guys that can figure out a way to get open. They they do a lot of things um, that can take advantage of man or zone based on on your coverage. And you know, I know against us last year, they really did a good job of exploiting that. And you know, they've done it uh, this year as well. And and, and then to your point, um, they are out in space. Can you can you crown? Can you tackle them when they do catch the ball? Um, you know, that's that's about playing with leverage and trusting. Uh, trusting your teammates that are going to rally to the ball at the same time and then tackling. Well, we did not tackle very well. I know in that game last year, but like any game that goes that way, there's certainly amount of credit that goes to those guys, you know, that are breaking those tackles. So, you know, uh, we got to mix it up on them um, coverage wise, hopefully make it hard on these, you know, whichever quarterbacks are out, whichever one of the quarterbacks is out there, you know, and, and, and keep the ball in front of us. And, and, and by and large, we've, we've done that this year. Um, I, we haven't been, we haven't been perfect, but we've been able to mix it up and, and play more variety of coverage. And then uh, you know, we've tackled fairly well when um, we've had the opportunity to. There's a lot of things that make Montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. And defensively, you mentioned their defensive front. I've only watched them three times, but it looks like they do a lot of moving around, stunting and stuff like that. Is that... Is that sort of the key to what they do in terms of bringing pressure? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's that. Yeah. They line up a lot of different ways. They, they, they twist, you know, to your point, um, they involve their linebackers with some pressures to get different numbers, number, number of advantages. Um, and they got some good players doing it too. It's not just, uh, you know, they're doing this with, with average guys. They got some good players that they're, uh, creating confusion and those guys are taking advantage of those, uh, those opportunities. So, um, you know, it'd be really important that we offensively stay in advantageous down in distances, something we haven't done a great job. You know, I think in particular the last couple of first halves of games, um, you know, and, and hopefully we got a chance to run our whole complement of offense versus a game like last week where it was a pretty narrow part of it. 
also wanted to ask you about Brody Greeby because he's just playing so well this – I mean, he's been playing well for a couple of years now, but the last month it seems like he's really come on. What do you think has been the, the key to his, his production? Well, he, you know, he's he take, he took another step physically, um, I think, this offseason first and foremost. And, and then I think he continues to dial in on what are the things that uh, – that, would take him from being a really good player to a great player, you know, and that's, uh, that's at that position, it's being very disciplined and, you know, not having a, a whole bunch of plays in any one week where um, you're jumping out of your gap. You're trying to be a, a guy making a play. You're, you're, you're playing within our defense. And then, you know, at the same time, you're getting those, those passing situations. You can count on him to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So he's a, uh, He's gotten better physically. He's he's continued to hone his game and mentally, and he has played so hard. Um, and not that he didn't before, but I think he's found a new level um, with how he's pursuing the ball. I mean, the 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 amount of hustle tackles he's made from a DM position, I, I think, is something that's very noteworthy this 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 season. Um, and we'll certainly need him to continue to play at the level he is because uh, yeah, he's been very impressive this fall. And last one for me, I wanted to ask you, there's there's five guys in your program that, that were recruited six years ago, and then they've made it to this point. I think it's Pickering, Snell, Lavelle Price, Lane Sumner, uh, and Nolan Askelson. I mean, what do you think of this? those guys to, to get all the way to, to this point just as a group? Yeah, it's a, um unusual road for that crew that, you know, that would have come in um, in the fall of, of 18, I guess, right? And – would have uh, would have redshirted. I think Nolan was the one that maybe played in some games, but still redshirted. Uh, been part of part of that team in nineteen. Um, you know, obviously all all that went on in, in twenty into twenty one, and and you know a lot of different stories there. Um, you know, not a, a a lot of acclaim. I'm guessing on on signing day for that group collectively, I suppose. But you know, you each class needs that. Uh, group of guys that whether they started off uh, whatever level of scholarship or they started on as walk-ons that find their way. And, and, you know, that's a impressive group, but a lot of different stories I think can inspire. I think that's probably the thing you look to um, a bunch of different positions uh, represented there. And, and I think guys that um, can inspire those younger players that are trying to find their way uh, to make it. And they're, 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 their trip won't be six years in, in most cases, but, uh, you know, a pretty unique time that those guys were involved. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. 